Hello, everyone. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, welcome back. Hi, I don't know who you are, but hello. Thank you for listening. Well, maybe, because let me just say, my podcast, uh, it's really fucked up, okay? I'll maybe log on today and it'll say that like my estimated audience is like 30 people. Great. I'd love it for even one person to listen. No less 30 people to sit there and listen to what I have to say, which, you know, isn't a whole lot, but I'll say I'll get back on tonight and it'll say my estimated audience is like three people. (laughs) I don't know what I, I don't know. I don't know if three people could listen to my podcast 183 times unless they just love hearing my voice, whatever. So hello, if you're out there, hi, I appreciate you listening. I really do. Anybody that can listen to me and maybe just, I don't know, take something away from it. Great. Good. I don't know what you're taking away from it, (laughs) but all is well. Today is the 20th. Today is April 20th. Yo, I've got a birthday in a couple days, y'all. Oh my gosh. I will be 34 on the 26th. So what is that? Less than a week. Oh my gosh. You know, honestly, I really don't even celebrate. I mean, I, okay. I cannot speak for all addicts, but I will say this as an addict, I usually don't celebrate birthdays because like as like negative and horrible as this sounds, it's kind of like the truth. Like what the fuck am I celebrating? Another year of being addicted or like another year of not overdosing and dying. Like I know that's really just like awful, but you know, I don't, I've never met a proud addict. Let's put it that way. Like it is what it is. So I don't know. Maybe I'll celebrate. Maybe I'll get a cupcake. You know, whatever. Let's just hope I'm not sick on my birthday. Nobody wants to go without their drug of choice on their birthday. I can promise you that. So, oh man. I've like tried to record this podcast at least three or four times. I don't know what's going on. Like my phone's not saving it. Like I'll go back to my library. It'll like say failed to upload. And then I'll, like, try to reload it. It doesn't load it. It's... Oh, anyway. So, I've changed topics, like, seven or eight times in the last three attempts to record for my podcast. And originally, my last podcast, I talked about Donald Trump and when he was in office, the fact that he was trying to have legislation pushed through that would require the death penalty for higher up, like big time drug dealers. I don't know where I was for all this. Like I, yes, I do live in the USA. I am an American citizen. I don't know. <laughs> I guess cause I'm a felon and I can't vote. I just kind of don't give a fuck about politics all that much, but he's not even in office anymore. And I'm just now finding out about this. So I kind of want to talk about that. Because realistically, I've been both drug dealer and the person buying the drugs. Does that make sense? And I just cannot imagine that 
I would ever be held for the death penalty for selling drugs. I think, um, you know, obviously they're talking about the big time drug dealers, big time, like, you know, doses and doses and pounds of fentanyl and, uh, you know, I'm sure like the big time people, but the one thing, this is the one thing, this is the one thing that everybody forgets. And I may sound really cold and heartless when I say this, but the truth of the matter is no one put a gun to my head and threatened my life to use this drug. It was on my own. I chose to start using for whatever reasons on my own. And I'm also going to tell you like the number one thing that every addict knows is that if you're buying from somebody new or if your drug dealer has a new batch, something that you're not familiar with, everybody knows to do just a little bit and you could always do more. Don't get me wrong. There are the people that maybe they're sick, they've been dope sick for days, they're in withdrawals, and they desperately want to get well. There are those people that just fill up their rig and shoot up and just hope for the best. But the truth of the matter is, if you're buying something that you've never had before, we all are very aware of the fact that we could overdose, that it could be... Um, dirty dope is what I call it. Like you don't know what's in it. You don't know what's cut into it. You don't know how pure or impure it is. And that's just like a risk that we take. And I feel like every, every person that I know knows that risk associated with it. I feel like I've honestly been lucky because I am not one of those people that uses intravenously. I don't shoot up. I only snort it. I use it nasally. And I honestly feel like that is probably one of the main reasons why I've never overdosed. I'm not saying it is the reason. I just feel like it, for me, it's one of the reasons why I've never overdosed. I know I've done three times the amount of drugs that the person next to me who is shooting up and using intravenously has done and they are having to be narcanned they are overdosing and they are having to be brought back to life and I'll be sitting here next to them still sick still not feeling well it's just a huge difference um you know I think people forget that shoot up I think people forget when they shoot up, that it goes, it's straight, it's straight to the dome, like, it's straight in your bloodstream, like, there is no stopping, there is no turning back, there is no slowing it down, like, I, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, I'm a fucking junkie, but I do know that when I snort something, there has been multiple times in my life where I could start to feel Whatever it was that I had done coming on, and I knew. I want to get my seatbelt on. Hold on here. Okay. And I knew that what I had done was too much. Like I felt it. It felt like um, if you've never taken the old school Benadryl that puts you in a coma, like <laughs> you know, it knocks you out. That's what it feels like. And I'm like, oh man, I did way too much. And honestly. 
I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a scientist. I don't have any proof of this, but I'll like blow my nose, get everything I just snorted out, like run some water through my nasal passages, clean it out. And I don't know if that's what saved me. I don't know if that's even had any kind of effect of slowing down the drugs I just put into my system or reversing the effects of what I've done. But I do feel wholeheartedly it did help. I know that I've never had to be narcan I've never had to have any kind of emergency drugs administered into my system for an overdose. Um, whereas almost everybody I know that shoots up, they all have overdosed at one point or another, if not multiple times in their life. We're getting sidetracked though. So the point of the story was, is back to using. No one put a gun to my head and told me to use. So I feel like for these for Trump, for instance, to want to, I guess, like have the death penalty for dealers. <sighs> maybe if, okay, maybe if the drug dealers were intentionally selling bad batches of drugs, like if they went into it knowing that what they were selling was going to kill someone or what they were selling was at extremely high levels that even the most seasoned addict would overdose. Maybe then I would be in agreement that if the drug dealers went into the situation with malicious bad intent, okay, I do feel like they should be held responsible. But I mean, just because these drug dealers sold somebody something, I don't feel like the death penalty is warranted. Again, they didn't put a gun to the user's head and tell them to use. And I'm sure that people are going to have plenty to say about this topic, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Um, I do see both sides of the story. I think a lot of people forget that. Most addicts do. We're not just... Um, <laughs> We're not just addicts and our side is the only side that matters. Maybe, maybe other people, but for me, I see both sides. Um, I do feel like, and I don't want to play this down. So please don't anybody take it like that. Drug addiction is devastating to both the individual user and to society. Let's be realistic. Nothing positive comes out of drug addiction. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm like downplaying that. But I do strongly feel like more responsibility needs to be put onto the individual user and to stop putting blame on other people. For instance, now when I say that, like, I mean, like, um, I have a girlfriend and she says, well, I would have never started using if it wasn't for my boyfriend. That's not true. Your boyfriend may have introduced you to that drug, but still he did not threaten you or force you to use that drug in any sort of way. And so like, I do feel like a lot of things would be different. Maybe if people would take um, personal responsibility for the things that they are putting into their system or for, I'm sorry, for their own actions, if that makes sense. Um, I actually thought about having one of my girlfriend's 
come on the podcast with me. She is also an addict. She also uses heroin as well as her boyfriend who they do have um, a domestically violent relationship. I personally believe that the drugs fuel that um, domestic violence. I know that when they are without or when they are withdrawing that the abuse is more and that also they use the drug as a way to control one another, not just him to her, but also vice versa. And I've thought about maybe having her come onto the podcast. Me and her do not always think the same. And I like that because I want other people to challenge me, to challenge the way that I'm thinking and maybe show me other perspectives because, well, we need that. If we all think the same and we all do the same and if everybody was alike, the world would be boring. It'd be so monotone and just so blah. I want to, you know, I want people to see how I see things and I want to see things how they see things. Does that make sense? So, um... That's who's actually texting me right now. If you can hear it beeping, I'm sure you can hear my incoming text messages. But um, I thought about having her come on and, I don't know, maybe just talking and see where the conversation goes. I know she's a little shy and it is very strange. Don't get me wrong. It is very strange just like um, talking into a phone. (laughs) And there's no one answering you like I'm just recording myself basically and then I upload it and I don't even know what people think about me they could hate my living guts um but I do know that at least I'm getting some kind of reaction and that people are listening to me to some extent and hearing what I have to say so for her it's very unfamiliar it's very new to her I've not even really been doing this for all that long but I do kind of feel a little seasoned. I'm not so shy around the phone or the microphone anymore. And um, so we'll see. So maybe I'll do that either for the second half of this podcast or maybe my next podcast, but that's what I have in store. Um, So, oh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, I did want to tell everybody, you know, I kind of had a rough um, last week and a rough Easter. I really hope that everybody's just doing well. You know, COVID's been around. It's not going away. (laughs) I just want it to go away. Oh, I hate it. I can't breathe when I wear the masks. Like I'm already overweight. All I do is lay in bed and eat and sleep and get high. Let's be real. And so then I put on these masks and to do a simple task, I'm breathing so hard like the cloth of the mask is going into my mouth as I breathe in and out because I'm breathing so heavy. Oh my gosh. And then I always feel like I have a runny nose whenever I have the masks on and it'll just like run behind my mask. But I, and I've also even, um, (laughs) this is so just whatever, but I mean, I stopped wearing my makeup under my mask. Like, why? No one sees under your mask anyway. You feel me? But, um, I guess that's it. I don't know. If anybody's listening, I just want to say thank you for listening. And I appreciate anyone even listening to me bitch for 30 seconds. And maybe something I say along the way has helped someone or maybe helped them see things. And I will get back to you guys later. Okay? Hello everyone. Today is Wednesday, April. Um, 
oh fuck you know a lot of these um podcasts i try to keep them like upbeat and cheery and i try to stick to like topics that are related to addiction but i also like to try to keep shit real and today is just one of those days so let the bitch session begin so where do i start okay um probably today's what wednesday thursday wednesday thursday wednesday sorry Okay, probably like Friday, okay, my plug, the person I get my boy from, decided that, I don't know if he was just going to take a vacation, or if maybe he had to run up north, south, wherever he goes to get more, I don't know, but he's not around, okay, and with that being said, the person that is around right now is one of his little runners and this runner let me tell you okay like sorry let me pack this this pack of cigarettes um the runners that work for scooter i get it they're not the main man and so the return for them is probably not like the best but obviously for them to be out there committing felonies they have to be getting paid relatively well one way or another. I don't know if they're getting paid in cash. I don't know if like my plug is like paying for their house or their vehicle, whatever it may be. They're, they're getting paid well enough that it's worth the felony to get out here every day and sell to people like myself. Right? Okay. So this weekend comes the guy that's working right now I don't have the best history with him. Like one of the first couple times that I met him, he basically was like real explicit guys. He was like, why don't you suck my dick and I'll throw you a half gram of heroin. Like, (sighs) listen, I've been sick. I've been really sick. I've been in the middle of withdrawals, but prostituting or selling myself is not something that I've really done. I've thought about it. Now, don't get me wrong. I've thought about it, but for him to just pop up and ask that, like, it really took me back. Like, I was like, what? Are you serious right now? Like where in this parking lot? Like I'm surely worth at least a hotel room, like even a $30 a night hotel room. Like, are you fucking serious? And so like my first interactions with him were not the best. Okay. And even after that, you know, I turned him down. Even after that, he, um, like, probably a month after that, he was like, you know, you'd be a real pretty girl if it wasn't for that stain on your tooth. Like, okay, hello, I'm an addict. Most addicts don't have insurance. We don't really have dental insurance. Yeah, I smoke cigarettes. I do have a stain on the front of my tooth where I hold my cigarette. Like it's exactly where I hold my cigarette. It's like a, you know, a light brown, yellowish color. It is what it is. I'm 33. I'm not 18. I don't have, you know, teeth that are fresh out of braces. You know, what the fuck? But for him to say that, like, to me, that's irrelevant if I have any teeth at all. Like, do you want my money or do you not? Like, can you just serve me without throwing insults my way? 
Like, are you mad because I turned you down? So whatever. I was just like, yeah, it's where I hold my cigarette. It sucks. And I took my shit and I left. But like, I know I'm not the only person that he does it to. Like, for instance, um, another girl I've been messaging this morning. We've been trying to get a hold of him. And we've been getting the runaround all morning. She said that um, at one point or another, she's older. She's like 40. And like, you know, addiction does not discriminate. I've seen people of all ages, of all professions, homeless. Um, I've seen people that are anesthesiologists. When I say it doesn't discriminate, I mean that in the fullest, okay? But she's older. And um, I guess one time he pulled up and was like, look at you sitting there looking all old and shit. Like, <laughs> what? What the fuck does that even mean? Looking all old and shit. Like, just because he's 18, 40 is not really old. People are having children until 50, 60 years old. I mean, it happens. It's aging. That's life. We age. We get old. We die. I, you know, I don't know. It was just such a negative, off, offhand comment. He's just really snotty. He just really is. So, like yesterday, for instance, I started calling him. I had my friend Katie, the one that's too shy to come on the podcast. I had her with me. And uh, we started calling him at 11 o'clock in the morning. I was like, hey, I've got my girl with me. We both want to spend money. You know, can we meet you? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm in the middle of cleaning out this rental car and turning it in for a new one. So you got to give me like till 12 o'clock. Okay, whatever. He's literally used that excuse every day this week, but we'll go with it. You know, obviously he has something to do. It's kind of lame. He can't come up with a new excuse, but whatever. So we call him back at 12 o'clock. And wouldn't you know, he's still not ready to meet. He's like, oh man, yeah, I need you to like go somewhere and drive around for 30 minutes. Go get Starbucks or something. Like I have money for Starbucks. Every penny I make goes to drugs. But yeah, I'll go to Starbucks. Okay. So we drive around for another 30 minutes. Okay. So we're driving around. I call him at 1230. I'm like, dude, listen, we've been doing this since 11 o'clock this morning. (laughs) Can I see you or what? He's like, yeah, go ahead and go to this address. Well, the address he sends us is is his apartment complex, which we happen to already be sitting at because that's where we meet him. I'm like, all right, dude, yeah, I'm on my way there. Even though I'm already there, I just tell him, I'm on my way there. Fuck it. You know, he's not there, so he doesn't know if I'm actually on my way there. Uh, Fuck it, you know? One o'clock on the dot, he comes rolling in. And I just had this feeling it was going to be one o'clock because it was one o'clock every other day this week. I don't know why I thought for a minute that he was going to serve us before one o'clock when it's been one o'clock every day this week. But I had hope when he answered at 11 o'clock in the morning that he would serve us before one. So he rolls in at one, throws the shit at us. I swear to God, like he pulls up next to us, rolls down his window. You know, I throw the money. He throws the dope back, but they aim for you. They aim for your fucking face. Like they throw it with man power. You know what I mean? Like they throw it like a goddamn baseball. Like if you're not leaned back in your seat, if it hits you, boy, it fucking hurts. Yeah. Especially if you have it in a, a plastic container or if you have it like in, you know, something besides just the bag of dope. So around, we get served. I make it home at like 2 p.m. 
I started this yesterday morning at 9 a.m. when I picked up Katie from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. <sighs> Literally my entire day. And I hate being an addict where it takes my entire day to get well. It shouldn't be that hard. It should not be that hard to find someone that has decent shit to take my money. Like, I do feel like I'm begging him sometimes to take my money. For instance, today. Today's a new day, y'all. I sent him a text this morning. I have to work today, okay? And now keep in mind, folks, when I got this job, I scheduled my work time around the dope man. I scheduled for me to work nighttime hours so that during the day I can get well. And this is exactly what I'm talking about, okay? I call or I text him, I'm sorry, this morning at like 11.30 and I'm like, hey, I have to work today. Can I see you before one o'clock? Huh, all right. I should have never asked that. He calls me back and he's like, I got shit going on today. I got shit I got to do today. Now stop. For all what I know, your only job right now is to be the dope man. That is what my plug puts you in charge of, to sell dope. So what do you have to do today besides sell dope? I'm just a little fucking confused. So I keep it real calm with him because, you know, he's real snotty and he's easy to like piss off. You feel me? He's got that real egotistical attitude and you don't want to piss him off. Otherwise, you're not going to get served at all. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, dude, what time do you want me to call you? He's like, call me at 1.30. <sighs> you know, here we go. We went 1 o'clock yesterday. It was 1 o'clock every day this week. Now we're at 1.30. It's 1.40. I just tried to call him. Well, my friend tried to call him, and he said he needs another 40 minutes. So now we're up to 2 o'clock. I'm just not understanding here. Like, do you... Do you understand if I had a job that was like a 12 to 8 or a 1 to 9, I literally would not be able to go. I literally would have had to call out. How would I go to work sick? I mean, I'm genuinely like detoxing, sweating, fever, cold chills, noses running, visibly shaking. Like you can't go to work like that. And if you do, people are definitely going to know something's going on. And I don't want anyone to know at work that I am an addict. I don't like anybody knowing that. Really, they look at you different. I would look at myself different. Let's be fucking real. You know, so here we are today. Setting these till two o'clock. Well, great. My roommate is off at two. So at least I'm prepared. I went ahead. I took out money. I did cash back on the credit card, which is the worst thing you can do because it charges you like a colossal interest rate. It automatically looks at it like a small loan with ridiculous interest rates. But I don't get paid till Friday morning. So, you know, <laughs> it kind of is what it fucking is. And so I took out $70, which is enough to get me one gram, which is not enough to get me through the day, but I honestly don't have more than $70. I, I, I can't, I could take out more, but I would really be in some shit with my roommate if I did. After all, it's his credit card, you know, and I'm not the one helping pay it back. He's not even an addict, so don't get me started on that subject. I know how wrong and backwards and twisted it is. You guys don't have to tell me. I'm sure you're, like, yelling at the phone right now. 
or yelling at whatever you're listening to it on. So, you know, here we are. That's my game plan. So I'm going to try calling him at two. If it doesn't go well, I'm sure I'll be back on my podcast bitching about it. Um, fingers crossed, you know, I just, I don't know. I would never be a dealer every day because the risk is not worth it to me. It's not worth the jail time. It's not worth, um, the aggravation of dealing with people like myself. Cause I know how aggravating I can be, but I will tell you one thing. If I was an, uh, if I was a dealer, I would never make people wait as long as he makes people wait. And I would never have people begging me to take their money. And I could tell you, I could probably count at least $10,000 goes through his hands every day incoming. I know how much I'm spending, and I know other people that are also going through him. People are spending money. So to, like, blow off $10,000 and be like, oh, I'm busy today, you know, that really puts things in perspective, the amount of money that they're making. Does that make sense? Anywho, I hope if I don't talk to you anyone later, I hope that you guys have a wonderful Wednesday. It's hump day. We're halfway through the week, even though my week is just starting. But I will talk to everyone later. Yo, 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 everyone. Today is Thursday, April 22nd. Um, I went ahead and unpublished this podcast because I wanted to add a couple things in. So the first thing I want to add in is that I just noticed now that like on my podcast homepage, there is an option for my listeners to send in basically like a voice message. I guess typically maybe like a voicemail is what, you know, I don't know, but it, it seems really cool because I don't ever get feedback from anyone on this podcast. If anyone is even listening but I'm totally open for that. Now, let me say, please, you guys, I understand this podcast is not for everyone and that there are probably quite a few people who, even after listening to my podcast, still do not maybe understand the life of an addict. Um, and I'm not looking for sympathy. This is not a pity party, but like any just direct hate mail please keep to yourself. Believe me when I say I get more than enough of that on a daily basis, plus my own guilty conscience. That's not what I'm looking for. But if anybody has any questions, any comments, please send me a voice message. That would be really fucking cool. So I went ahead and under the episode details, included the link where you guys can do that. So, you know try it out. I'll hear it. That'd be really cool. It at least would be better than me just talking to my phone. It'd be nice to know that someone, even just one person was listening and like, you know, have that verified, like, Hey, people are hearing me. And like I said, please no hate mail. But, um, I did want to follow up one thing from yesterday. So yesterday was, oh, the horrible day where I did not get served until four 30 in the afternoon. Um, you know, I want to touch on that because this is what's happened. So, and I'm going to compare this to any company that I've ever worked for. If you've ever worked for a company and if you had a question or concern or a complaint, 
there is usually like a box you can write something and leave in but you like you usually have a way where you can anonymously unan unanimously report a concern or a question without any kind of repercussions right well guess what it's not like that in the dope world so yes this morning this morning I finally got a hold of another one of the plugs runners who's not here right now okay and I'm like, yo, listen, this is what's been going on. Every day this week, it's been like 12, 1. Yesterday, we didn't get served until 4. When we, when I was like, hey, I got to work today, he told me to call out. And if I had a problem with it, I didn't have to get served at all. I'm like, it's just really whack without you here right now. When are you guys coming back? Like, I just don't like the runner that's here right now. He's talking shitty to his customers. And, you know, when are y'all coming back? And that was probably the worst thing I could have fucking done. Because, guess what? That runner called the main plug, told him what I said. The main plug called the kid that's here right now and was like, what's up? Why are people calling me, telling me not serving people until four in the afternoon? Except that's not really what he said. He said, why is Tracy calling me and telling me this? So, you guys already know what happened. The little shit kid that's here serving people right now turned around and called me. And he's like, if you don't call them and make it right, I'll just leave. I'll just up and walk away from everything. And the other boys aren't in town right now, so y'all will go without for days and days. So you better call and tell them that you were lying. Like, what the fuck? Don't be mad because the plug called you out on the way that you're running business right now. Like, that pisses me off. Like, he left you here to run his business for him with certain expectations, and you're not meeting them. And then you're gonna get mad at me because I called him and told him. I was dealing with this shit all week. I didn't call until this morning. And the only reason I called this morning is because at this point now, I cannot afford to miss another day of work. I went into work an hour late yesterday because he didn't get started serving until 4.30 in the afternoon. When I told him I had to work, he was like, call out or just don't get served. You know, what the fuck? I should be able to get up in the morning and get served before 4.30 in the fucking afternoon. That's stupid as fuck that he, I had to go without all day and go into late, go into work late because he didn't want to start serving anyone until the afternoon. That is his job right now. He's a drug dealer. That is your job. What, is, what am I missing here? Y'all feel me? I mean, maybe y'all don't understand, but that is his job right now. <laughs> he was left here with the money and the dope and the plug said, run it for me while I'm gone. And that's all that he should be doing. So I don't understand what the fucking problem is. But anyways, yeah, so he called me. He's like, if you don't call them and tell them that you're lying, I'll just walk away and I'll leave everybody sick. And you know what? I honestly believe that he would do that. This kid working right now, he don't give a fuck. He don't care about the money, nor is he loyal to any of the customers. And I could see him just up and walking away and not serving anyone anymore. And so, you know, now I'm kind of hard pressed. Like, do I call them back? Do I say, do I tell them I talked to him? You know, what do I do? Because obviously they told him it was me that called. Instead of saying someone called, they told him it was me. You know, what the fuck? 
I don't know. So I don't know what to do about that. That's where I'm at today. I did get served this morning. Thank God. It's one o'clock and I've already been served. Amen. I'm not sick today. I'll pick up my roommate from work at two and I go in at five and hopefully everything is going to be smooth sailing. I get paid tonight at midnight. Tomorrow's going to be a good fucking day. So that's that. But I did really just want to add in about the voicemail section. Check out the link in the description. Please, y'all, I would really like that if somebody would comment. That'd be pretty cool. So I will talk to you guys later.